You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Hey, good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Welcome to 2023 into the second week of January. I hope everyone's had a, a good break and enjoyed some time with friends and family. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, my name's Adrian. As uh, Joanne said, I lead our online campus, and welcome to all those that are joining us online. Uh, Pastor Stephen Beck's uh, enjoying some time away uh, with the family, uh, and so we'll hold down the fort here. Uh, and uh, we continue, uh, well, I'm continuing, not we, just, just me. Uh, I'm continuing our Summer Hit series, and a Summer Hits is just an opportunity for us to just dive into some, uh, some scriptures and some verses that are meaningful for us, that uh, maybe some of our favorites uh, and ones that are really important for us. And so I'm diving into one today that has really spoken to me, and I found myself going back to over and over again uh, over this past season. And, and so I'm believing that if it's helped me, that it's going to help you as well. Uh, and so maybe you, uh, you'll join with me uh, as we read the scripture together in Philippians 4, uh, starting at verse 6. And if you've uh, got your, your app, you can pull that open. The notes will be there, or you can uh, follow along your Bible on the screen uh, behind me. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Pretty cool verse, right? And I think it's a great promise that God gives us a peace that's, that can surpass uh, all understanding. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody in the room, or maybe just me, maybe online, that ever worries about anything. Anybody ever worry about anything? Just me. Okay, cool. Good to know. Maybe this is the run. Nah. I know we all at times worry about something, and I know that I'm supposed to be a man of faith and all that kind of thing, you know what I mean, Uh, and and a pastor and whatever else, but if I'm really honest, if I'm real, I worry about things far more than I should. Uh, Anybody else find themselves in that position? I'm kind of um, maybe like a head-first kind of person, a bit more analytical, like to think about the situation, and the problem with that is that I always see all the problems, right? Whenever there's something that's going to be happening, I like to examine all the scenarios, and unfortunately, I, I end up seeing all the things uh, that potentially uh, could go wrong. Uh, we recently traveled overseas to attend Abby's sister's wedding, which is cool. Her younger sister got married, uh, and so we traveled overseas, and uh, like many, uh, we hadn't traveled for several years, and so I was worried about a bunch of things, right? You're worried about, hey, do I have all the documentation I need? I know there's heaps of paperwork apparently now that you need. Do I have all the visas that we need? You know, are, are we going to you know, get on the right flight? Uh, you know, all the, all the things that you're, you're concerned about. And uh, on the way back, we had like a really tight turnaround time. There was one flight, and we were flying into Dallas and then out of Dallas. Uh, and then we had an hour between when we landed and we were supposed to take off again. And when I booked the flights, I kind of wasn't really worried about it at all. I thought, you know, that'd be fine. I didn't really even think about it, to be honest. Didn't really uh, look at the times too closely. Um, but then when we came through Dallas, it took us ages to get through. I think we had like a two hour before we had to go to the next um, place. And, and I thought two hours, that's heaps. But turns out you had to go through security. You had to get your bag off and get it back on. And then so all of a sudden, something that I wasn't worried about, now I'm worried about, right? And for, for have you ever had that kind of low level of stress through the whole holiday thinking, is this flight going to be okay? Do you know what I mean? So from, you know, I'm landing there and so I'm thinking, uh, you know, do we, should we call the airline? You know, see if we can rebook. Uh, do we need to change our flight? 
you know, do we need to collect our bags on the way back out? Do we have to go through security again? What if our flight is delayed? What if we don't make it back to the kids? Actually, that's probably not a bad thing. Maybe we should try. No, I'm just kidding. I was actually making that joke. And then if you fly in America and it gives you this option, like for $1,000, would you take the next flight? I'm thinking $1,000 and I get to spend more time away from the kids. This sounds like a bonus, you know what I mean? I'm just kidding. Abby's like, no, we need to get back home. We need to see the kids. And so, and so we come up with this plan. Okay, we're going to get to the airport early. We're going to check in early. We're going to ask the person at the desk because surely they'll know, right? So we get to the desk and, and we ask the person, hey, just worried about this little, you know, the, 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 the transit time between the two flights. Is it going to be a case? Of, I don't know. It's a big airport. Wow. Like that's a, I, I feel so much less stressed now that the person at the airport doesn't even know if it's going to, do we have to get our bags off? I don't know. Some airports do. Doesn't really help me. What about this airport, this particular airport? Uh, and so, okay, so we, we're getting on the flight. And you know you can check the flight time. We're checking this flight time every five minutes. We're, we, you know, we're, we're, on the, the, we're on the app and we're looking at see if our flight time is going to be okay. Turns out the flight was a little bit early, which is we're feeling really good about. But then the, the, the taxi from when the plane lands to getting into the terminal was like the longest taxi in the history of airport taxis. I'm like, I, don't, I felt like we were going from Auckland to Hamilton in traffic, the, 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 the time this plane took. And so me and Abby are sitting on the plane, and um, she's closer to the aisle than me. So I'm like, hey, babe, we need, we need, to, get some, we need to rehearse the line we're going to use because we're going to try and get out the plane real fast. But we're real far back on the plane because I didn't want to pay to get a, a seat further forward. But anyways, so, so I'm like, okay, what are you going to say when you try and barge past people? I'm like, no, that's not good enough. It's not clear. So we just rehearsed the line. And then as soon as that thing dinged, we were up and we were just down. Sorry, sorry, I got to go through. Sorry, I got through. You know, sorry, uh, you know, got a connecting flight. We're, we're charging through the airport. We're running through the terminal. And it turns out it took us like 15 minutes to get to the, to the next gate. And uh, we had heaps of time. Uh, time enough to have a wander around. Time enough to find a snack. But, you know, how, how many times do we have that situation where there's something we're so stressed about and then when we get to it, it's, it's not an issue at all? It's really not something we have to worry about. I don't know about you, but I've had that way too many times. Spent way too much time stressing on something that really wasn't an issue at all. Look, I can think about enough things to worry about by myself, but it's worse when other people throw things in to make you worry. I remember we were driving to the airport, and my mom goes, have you written your will? I'm thinking, <laughs> like, I'm just going on a holiday. I'm planning to come back, like... Are you wondering if you're in the world? Like, what's going on here? Like, is there some kind of setup happening? Like, you know, nothing to get you excited about going on holiday, like wondering if you've written your will. My goodness me. But anyway, so towards the end of the trip, it was, my, my tooth started bothering me. I know this is, it was an amazing trip, by the way. Uh, my, and it like starts to dig into my cheek, and so I think, oh man, I, you know, I'm now worried about my tooth. And so I get back and go to the dentist and, and, you know, lay in the chair and everyone loves going to the dentist. And, you know, she says, oh, it's your wisdom tooth that needs to come out. So I'm like, you know, normally I've heard about wisdom tooth, teeth coming out and people going to general aesthetic, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, you know, what's the deal? So I'm going to take it out now. I'm like, oh, is, that's okay? She's like, yeah, well, it, it should be fine. But if it's not, then you're going to have to go see a specialist and go to hospital and get surgery. I'm like, okay, cool. Not, not worried at all. So she proceeds to start putting injections in my mouth, as you do, you know, all the ones in, yeah, all the ones that hurt. And then I can still feel it, so she puts more injections in, and after a lot of crunching and pulling, and at one point, the, the, the assistant was, like, holding my head, and she was like, anyways, 
she gets the thing sorted and, and, uh, and then she gives you this thing to chew on. She's like, oh, uh, this should stop bleeding in 30 minutes. Um, and if it doesn't, just chew on another you know, piece of gorse. And if it doesn't, if it's bleeding a lot, go straight to hospital. I'm like, okay, cool, not worried at all. So, um, you know, so I chew on this thing for half an hour, still bleeding, another half an hour, still bleeding. Several hours later, I'm thinking, is this ever going to stop bleeding? Like, do I, is this a hospital situation? Am I dying? I still haven't written my will. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> Turns out it was okay. I survived. It stopped bleeding. But, you know, how many times do we worry about things that we really don't need to worry about? Is that, is that just me? Has anybody else been there? Anybody else worried about something? And it turns out that I'm not, and we're not alone in this. In fact, a university study tracked people over an extended period of time and found that 85% of what subjects worried about never actually happened. And with the 15% that did happen, 79% of those people found out uh, that either they could handle the difficulty better than they expected, or the difficulty taught them a lesson that was worth learning. Pretty cool, right? But the thing is that even though experience, or in this case science, will tell us that we actually don't need to worry, the reality is not worrying is actually quite hard to do, isn't it? We often find ourselves worrying even when we, do, when we know we shouldn't be worrying. Let's dive back into Philippians verse four, uh, chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. I found myself going back to this verse so many times and taking its truth and applying its truth to my life. And there's three things that I've observed that I'd love to share with you, and and hopefully uh, it'll speak to you as well. My my first observation is this, that it says that we should commit to pray. Commit to pray. It starts off by saying, don't be anxious about anything, but instead in every situation, pray about it. In other words, when you feel stressed or when you feel anxious, pray about it. And let's be honest, this isn't revolutionary, right? This is pretty simple or, you, or, or, or kind of almost quite obvious, or you should think it should be obvious. But how many times do, how many, how many times we simply fail to pray about it, right? How many times has prayer become our last resort rather than our first option? I think sometimes we can do this for all kinds of reasons. Maybe we think it's, that the issue or the thing we're worried about is too small to bother God about, right? Maybe we think we should really be stressed about it, although we are stressed about it. Maybe we think, oh, it's my own fault. I should, I should sort it out myself. I created this problem. I need to get, it out. I need to get out of it myself. All, these are all well-meaning answers, but are they really biblical? Are they really biblical? In 1 Peter 5 verse 7, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for He cares about you doesn't say give some of your worries to God. It says give all of your worries to God. It doesn't say you can be anxious about certain kinds of things. It says don't be anxious about anything, but rather in every situation, present your request to God. Rather than making it our last resort, why don't we make it our first thing we do? You know, it can be as simple as this, saying, God, I, I don't know what's going on, but I feel really anxious about this. I feel really stressed about this. God, would you help me understand? God, would you give me wisdom? God, would you guide my decision-making? God, I thank you that you're always there. I thank you that you never leave me. I thank you that you never forsake me. Thank you that despite the situation that I can have peace, a peace that you give me. It can be as simple as that. 
as simple as just saying to God, God, I feel anxious. I don't know why I'm anxious. God, I'm stressed. I don't know why I'm stressed. Help me to see your perspective in the situation. You know, when you feel anxious, commit to pray. When you feel fearful, commit to pray. When you feel stressed, commit to pray. When you feel, fe- when you feel overwhelmed, commit to pray. We all have these, we all experience these things, right? At different times and for various reasons. But why don't we make prayer the first option rather than the last resort? And His promise is that peace will guard our hearts and minds. And I found that when I, when I commit to prayer, when I, when I place it into His hands, when I choose to trust Him with the outcome, which is sometimes, and which a lot of times is harder than we think, right? To trust Him with the outcome. But I, I, I found that when I do that, I begin to experience His peace. That I begin to stop worrying, that I begin to stop feeling anxious or stressed. And my observation is, my second observation is closely linked to this one. It says for us to pray with thanksgiving, right? Number two is to keep thankful, to keep thankful. It says for us to present our request by prayer and petition. Another translation says, translates petition as supplication or like a heartfelt petition, and to do so with thanksgiving. So the way that we do it is through, thank, through thanksgiving, to ask with an attitude of thanksgiving of what God has already done for us or given to us. You know, being thankful, it's, it's I think, sometimes something that we underestimate. It's incredibly powerful when we begin to, to be thankful for something or begin to give thanks, I think we become more aware of God, right? When we begin to thank Him for everything we have, we become more aware of His work in our life. It's sometimes easy to forget all the things He's done for us and all the times He's come through and all the times He's provided, but when, when we begin to give thanks, we suddenly again become aware of Him and suddenly again become aware of His work in our life. In verse 8, in the same chapter in Philippians 4, Paul goes on to say, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What's he saying? He's saying, like, what we think about or what we focus on is really important. Begin to focus on the things that are lovely, that are pure, that are, that are praiseworthy. When you're feeling anxious or concerned about something, let's remember to keep thankful. Let's choose to keep thankful. Let's remind ourselves of all the good things that God has done. You know what I've found is that there's always positives. I just need to choose to see them. There's always positives. I just need to choose to see them. Sometimes I I choose not to see them. (laughs) But I know that I need to choose to see the positives. My third thought is this, is that we need to stay in today. Stay in today. Jesus says in Matthew 6.34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Man, don't those words hit home, right? You know, each day comes with its own highs and lows comes with its own wins and challenges, and each day's got enough trouble of its own, so don't bring tomorrow's trouble into today. Just leave it in tomorrow. Figure it out then. Don't add to it. Don't bring tomorrow's troubles into today. Plan for tomorrow, right, but live in today. Be present today. I don't know about you, but I spend far too much time worrying about things that will never happen, right? I spend far too much time worrying about tomorrow and worrying about what will happen, and you know what happens when you do that is you don't end up enjoying the moments in today. 
you miss what's right in front of you. You miss the great moments and, 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 and the place that you're in when you're so worried about tomorrow. It's so easy to be in the midst of a great, great time or a great season, yet not experience it because your, your mind's somewhere else, right? Your mind's in tomorrow. If there's something tomorrow that you're worrying about, do something today to change that. Pray about it, first of all. Make a plan. Write it down. Or change something today that will affect tomorrow. But in all those things, choose to live in today, right? Choose to be present. Tomorrow's got enough trouble of its own. But let's focus on today. And if, if worry is something that, that you found over the last year or the last season is stolen way too much of your joy, stolen way too much of your time, and you've spent way too much time um, living in it, I'm really praying that today we can start to change that. That today you can begin to find God's peace by committing to pray, by keeping thankful and choosing to be in today. I love this scripture. I think it just provides so much perspective and context for this issue. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25, 27. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear, is life not more than food, and the body not more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Are you, I love that question, are you not more valuable than they? Are you not more valuable to God than the birds of the air? Surely we are, and the answer is yes. It's a rhetorical question, but the answer is yes. Yes, we are more valuable. And if God cares enough to take care of the birds, will he not take care of us? Is it really, should we really worry? Is it really something we should worry about when, when we know that God will provide and God has provided and he will continue to provide? Are you not more valuable than they? Yes, you are. So let's not worry. Let me pray. God, I just thank you. I just thank you, God, for your word. I just thank you for the Bible that's so true, God, that just speaks so directly to our hearts and speaks into our sometimes weird theories about life and strange things that we worry about. I thank you that your word says that we don't have to be worried. God, we don't have to be anxious for anything, but God, you give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And I know, God, there's some people here today that are feeling anxious, that are feeling fearful, that are feeling worried. And some of those things they're worried about are real things, God, are big things. But I thank you that you, God, give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so, God, right now in this moment, God, we just bring our worries to you. God, as you say in your word, we can cast our cares on you because you care for us. So God, I just pray for all those right now, God, that are feeling worried, that are feeling anxious, that are feeling fearful. God, I pray that, God, as they cast their cares on you, as they give those things over to you, God, as they hand over them to you, as they trust you with the outcome, I thank you that your word is good and it's true, that your peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and guard our minds. I thank you that you, Jesus, are referred to in the Bible as the Prince of Peace. So right now, Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come, that you'd bring peace, that you'd bring perspective, God. 
Help us to see, God, what we can't see. But also, God, help us to trust you with what we can't understand. So, God, I just pray for each and every person. God, would you bless them? God, would you have your hand on them? God, would you give them your peace? And God, would they walk out in the days to come? They're walking in your peace, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. I'd love to pray one more prayer as well. If you're here today and maybe you've come with as, a, as a friend or a, a guest or a family member, but you don't know Jesus, you don't have a relation with him, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, maybe you kind of just found yourself here or you came along because someone invited you, I'd love to give you the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Here's the thing, all of us, all of us are in the same boat. We've all messed up, we've all made mistakes, we've all fallen short of God's standard. The Bible calls it sin. And we're all in the same boat in that, and, and it says that the penalty or the punishment for that sin is, is death. But the good news is, is, that, is that Jesus came to pay the price of that death. He came to earth in the form of a man and lived a perfect, sinless life, yet chose to give his life or willingly went to the cross and, and was crucified so that he could be the sacrifice for our sins. And there's this open invite that anybody who should uh, confess their sins and choose to turn towards Jesus, accept that, that punishment that he took, will then, have, will then be forgiven of their sin, given a clean slate and have a relationship with Jesus here on earth, or God, you're on earth, and then live, eternity, live with eternity, um, live with him for eternity once we pass away. And so if that's you, and you want to accept that invitation, I'd love to pray a really simple prayer. I want to invite you to just to pray that along with me. Nothing special about these words. This is just me uh, leading you in a conversation with God. So if that's you, while eyes are closed and heads about, and you want to say yes to Jesus, why don't you pray this really simple prayer along with me? Say, Dear Jesus, I recognize that I've messed up and made mistakes. But I believe and I thank you that you died for me. Would you forgive my sin? Would you make me new? Today, I choose to follow you. Would you be my Lord? And would you be my Savior? In Jesus' name, I pray this. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.